Hello everyone and welcome to the 28th episode of the Connectivity Podcast. I'm Matthias Fridström and I've spent the last 25 years inside this connectivity community. In this pod, we invite guests to deep dive into one or many subjects to simply learn more about connectivity. And in this 28th episode, I'm extremely happy to have Katja Gonzalez back. She's from BIX, so let's continue the discussion. I read on your webpage, Bix webpage, that you said that the loss to fraud is around 28 billion euros per year. Uh, that's an enormous amount of money. Who are actually losing this money and, and, and sort of how, how, how is that working? Yeah, well, this is not a number that we have come up with uh, at Bix. No. Uh, so yeah. we are, no, we are utilizing a number that is published by uh, a survey and actually is one of the very few surveys that are out there that measure the impact of fraud to telecom businesses, and it's done by CFCA. Okay. They run this service uh, every two years. And, well, in the last survey, they came with this. Now, uh, it's a little bit of... of So, because there are so very many different types of fraud, I would say that a big part of the losses uh, that are in you know, counted in this survey are losses to the operators, to the telco parties, actually. It can be operators, it can be OTTs, it can be any other kind of uh, cloud communication service provider. Obviously, we do not count in here in this survey the losses to individuals. Uh, as I said, we have more and more of the attacks that are focusing on people, and we do not have the means to measure these uh, so we, I think as an industry, we have discussed many times in, in different forums about this number. We kind of agree that is underestimated, but what is interesting is not so much the, the act, I mean, this number, 28 billion, is more of the trend, how it's evolving. And um, it does not evolve in the right direction. Uh, it, it seems to be still going up is worrying, I would say, uh, not at the same pace as it used to be. So uh, depending on the nature, I would say, of the segment of the party. So telcos are getting better protected, while other parties, I would say, digital service providers are less, um, have less experience in, in dealing with fraud. And, and maybe, you know, they have a little bit more of homework to do on this, but it's not going in the right direction, actually, uh, despite all the efforts that we do. And so, yeah, there's a lot of diversification. And I'm kind of a, a little bit worried because if we are at this point now, I hope we can, you know, make it better before we enter into a mass uh, 5G uh, IoT deployment uh, period. Because then, uh, well, things, I think, will get a little bit more complicated and trickier. Yeah. Uh, and speaking of that, I, I think, you know, you guys in BIX have supported mobile telephony for a long time internationally. And, and we obviously do that at Aurelian as well. Uh, 
what's your prediction there? You know, will people continue to use mobile phones to do international calls, or will everything in the end transfer to apps and uh, computer calls? And and what's what's your spot on the trends here? I think it's no secret that there's a decrease in the in the volume in the total volume of voice uh, traditional voice transactions. But I do think that people like calling and talking, and that at some point, uh, this traditional technology or, or way of talking to, to other people may remain uh, very relevant. We have seen, for example, to come back to this situation we have with Ukraine in, in Europe, that when things get complicated in, in urgency situations, people tend to still rely on the traditional calls. So, yes, I think we all utilize more and more, you know, the different uh, communication apps. Uh, and there are many and, and they are very easy to use. But I think that, well, at some point, uh, people still like to take the phone for some things. I think it will still decrease. But I mean, as an industry, also we need to understand that these calls by the apps, WhatsApp call, Facebook call, eventually there has to be a transport layer and still there has to be a real call that reaches somewhere else in the world uh, and it can be in-app or it can be out-app. And then, well, it transforms into a real call. So uh, at some point, I think we'll still remain attached to these voice calls, talk. Many of them will happen over apps, but I, I think there's still room for real uh, calls. When it comes to SMSs, well, uh, I think the trend is different. Uh, here, I believe that we, we will still see a lot of business on SMS, but it will rather be application-to-person um, SMS traffic rather than person-to-person -person SMS traffic. I, I think for, for uh, messages, the apps are more widely used than the traditional SMSs. But for businesses to factor authentication, uh, any kind of authorization processes or marketing, commercial activities, so the SMS remains still very, very valid. And, and again, this is why it's in putting again the fraud hat here. <laughs> uh, yeah. But this is why it's in the interest of everybody to make sure we, we maintain a very secure and fraud-cleaned uh, ecosystem to make sure that we can sustain these trends that are in the interest of the whole industry. Yeah, no, I think that's that's extremely important, as you said. Uh, you kind of mentioned it uh, in your last answer, and I think one of the reasons why I started this podcast is because I felt there's far too few people that understand connectivity, really. And you kind of mentioned that many people believe that WhatsApp is an app and it has nothing to do with the telecom networks. And in reality, the traffic is actually flowing in the same path. What do you think in this area? How much are people really aware of where their traffic is flowing and should they be aware of it? Or what do you think around that? I think it's a really forgotten area. Uh, you know, in general, people don't know what this is. And, and probably uh, if we ask in the street, I think like most, a very 
vast majority of people will think that when they press the button, there's some kind of, you know, ethereal magic that happens and that calls get to the other side of the world because, because yeah, because the waves, they, they get to Australia like that, one after the other. <laughs> so, um I believe, I believe that as it goes, uh, there should be a little bit of education because, again, uh, I mean, this is within my business fraud. It, it, so, again, even end users are responsible to, to make sure they, they stop fraud and they don't even uh, unknowingly collaborate with the, with the fraud, calling back the numbers that leave missed calls or, or, you know, clicking on a link uh, that they see in an SMS. But also for the rest to understand how I think it could be very beneficial for everybody to understand a little bit how the, uh, it's a very complex ecosystem. Huh? So I, I don't think we can even pretend that, that you know, uh, generally people can understand the whole ecosystem and that is not the goal. But I think that there should be a little bit of a, common knowledge. For example, in the area of energy, at least here in Belgium, uh, when I talk to people, we have intermediary parties like anywhere, but people know who these intermediate parties are. But they do not know that there are also intermediate parties in the telecom business. So why is it? I do not know. But I think it's good to, to maybe educate a little bit more. Yeah. I have also seen here in Belgium, and I was very surprised, that in the buses there was publicity from 5G platform, I'm, I'm, I cannot mention here who, but, you know, like platform uh, providers. And I was wondering why, I mean, people don't know who these guys are uh, in general, <laughs> unless you're in this business. So why are they making publicity in the buses? Like, you know, uh, you see other kind of stuff in, in the buses. So I was surprised, but then, then I thought that it was maybe not bad. This technology is going to be all, all around us. It's already, but it's going to be even more around us. It's going to be part of our day-to-day -day life. So it's maybe good to educate a little bit more. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I fully agree with you. And, and um, I'm doing my best to, <laughs> to, to do <laughs> that as well. This is a very good so, means, yeah. <laughs> for example. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Uh, I, I, I've, I've read that you're very engaged in the GSMA uh, around fraud as well. You know, What do you think an organization like that could do? Uh, is that a good way of educating people or, or spreading the message? I think it's a very good way. Um and so it's not only with the GSMA, I'm also very involved with CFCA. Yep. I'm also involved uh, with the RAG, also involved in I3 Forum, where I chair yep. the, the fraud subgroup. And I think these different organizations, they, they focus on, on different parts of the ecosystem. So they are quite complementary, but they are really a need. And they are the, the way, the only way actually that we have to share information, to share experiences in a, in a trust environment. It's important uh, that we, we can have best practices, guidelines, experiences made available to the others to learn and better protect and, and be faster and better at protecting ourselves. Without that, we, we remain in our own 
silos. And again, I always come back to this concept of ecosystem. It doesn't work anymore to just remain in your own silo. One day or the other, you're going to have a big hit that you could have avoided. If, you know, participating to these, to these groups, um, and there are many others, huh? but I think it's key. It's, a, it's an effort. It requires, again, trust and uh, requires that people are ready to share openly, or, or more or less openly. There's so much to win and to get out of this. So collaboration is key, but the crowdsourcing that we mentioned before that, that we apply to, to our solutions at Bix is, is one side of it, but another very important side of it is, is really collaborating within the industry. And these organizations, I think, is the best way. No, I, I fully agree with you. That's 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 really really good. Uh, on a completely other topic, because we're we're coming towards the end of this, but I know that you're extremely engaged in in diversity and inclusion again. Uh, I know that's yes. dear to your heart, and and for us here at Aurelian, this is also extremely important for us. And and you know, coming from a Nordic heritage as well, this is extremely important. I know you have something called an inclusion hub. Could you just explain a bit more what, what you're doing in that area? Because I think that sounds super cool. Yes. Uh, so the inclusion hub, what we try to build is a platform where we can help the portions of the population that are underrepresented in the telecom space. And it can be, you know, the, the, the women, obviously, but not mm. only. Uh, there's, there's also the young people, young generations, uh, as I mentioned before, these, for example, the business I'm in uh, within BICS uh, is completely unknown. So the interconnect business is, is it's not known to people, it's not even known to young people that are at university. So they get out of university, they don't even know that we exist yep. or barely. And we try to create a platform where the, uh, and the represented can find information, means to access, uh, that also companies can have a means to find young people. Uh, uh, I'm talking about young people because this is where we are starting. We'll move to other areas later on, but we had to pick one mm. of the uh, challenges that we have, and we, we took this one. So we would like to, to see a younger uh, generation be part of our telco industry. One, because we need it. I mean, things are evolving so much. We need new blood. We need new ideas. We need new things. And when you go to different events in the telecom space, you always see the same faces. And these faces are getting older and older. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's yeah. always the same people. You're very right. <laughs> we keep on meeting. Yeah. So at some point, we need to give this opportunity to young people that they can find out how interesting in our businesses and that we are also able to find the right talents and so the inclusion hub what we try to do is build this platform where we stop gathering amongst women to do you know for an inclu women inclusion event or gender yeah. inclusive event but that we make it available to the ones that are not yet there uh, concretely so we are doing things in in the different industry events so the was we had an event at ITW. There's also another event uh, where we had some activities at PTC Hawaii. So there are different events where we try to 
you know, make a little bit of noise on this. So the Inclusion Hub, we're just a group of people who are trying to make this happen. So yeah. we do not have necessarily many means. So we mm. rely on, on, on the companies that want to sponsor us. And yeah, so this is how we try to work it out. Yeah, no, I I really like the initiative and and it's really, really good. And you're perfectly right that uh, we are far too many people here that have been here forever, really. Uh, we need new blood, as you said. And also the fact that there are some companies from the West Coast of US that kind of steals all the, the young people yes. from us. <laughs> we need some of these. <laughs> exactly. We need to tell people that there are other companies that's fun to work with as well and are global and so on so that's that's really really good all right i guess we're we're coming to the end of this but i'm 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 also super curious if if you and i would have this conversation in five years what do you think we would talk about in terms of fraud if we kind of oh. sort of close the circle here on fraud uh, what type of things would we talk about would we still have the same problems or will there be other problems or or how do you see that Look, I think we would still be talking about the same problems yeah. uh, and there would be new ones also. Uh, the reason is that I'm, I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure, 5G and IoT will bring their whole set of new issues, yeah. even if uh, security is, you know, uh, by design included in 5G. I'm sure these bad guys will find a way to to bypass it somehow. It's mm. their work, and I'm 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 sure they'll do it right. <laughs> but we're gonna have still many years to go with, uh, you know, a hybrid situation where we're gonna have 5G networks. Maybe most of them still not stand alone, uh, but we're we'll still have a lot of uh, 3G and 4G technologies. Yep. So uh, we're gonna have this kind of uh, very complicated uh, hybrid space where there's still a lot of room for the current frauds. And, and as I told you, we still see the super, super old uh, clip-on fraud happening. Yeah. And I think, unfortunately, we're not going to get rid of our issues, our current issues. Probably some of them will migrate to new things. My stand is that security is going to become more and more of an issue mm. and that little by little uh, we're going to integrate fraud and security in in one single department everything becomes I, I don't know how to say this in English but IT IT files I, I don't know yeah. how so it's soft software is becoming the, the everything becomes software right now so what is fraud right now that we look at it from pure telco perspective and security, I, everything is going to be connected. And I think uh, we still see a lot of companies that have fraud reporting to finance or something else and security more on the on the technical end, uh, reporting to a CTO in many cases. Mm -hmm. I think it will, and it doesn't matter who they report to, but they have to come together to club together. Security enables fraud, and and more and more security is going to become the very big thing, and and we need to build the expertise within the industry. We do not have enough, so so we need to focus, I think, on this. Uh, but I, I I don't know. I mean, let's meet in five years. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. We'll see what we yeah. talk about. No, exactly. No, <laughs> you're completely right. I think security is going to be increasingly important.
With that, our time is running out. So I would very much like to thank you, Katya, for, for joining me. I think it's been an extremely interesting discussion. I, I, I have a ton of more questions, but I think we have to stop here. Uh, I think you gave us a very good overview of the fraud market and, and the connectivity market in the voice world. So thank you very much for, for joining me. Thank you so much, Matthias. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We will soon be back with a new guest. So please follow us on Twitter, ConnectivityPod, for updates. Stay tuned. Until next time.